What's up everybody, welcome back to the podcast How's everybody doing? Thanks for coming back, thanks for tuning in once again Trying to be more consistent Remember we talked about consistency is key You know what I'm saying? So, um, I know it's kind of random But at least we're staying consistent, right? On our upload time, so As soon as we can get one done, let's bang it out, upload it that's just that's just what we're gonna be doing from now on. You know what I'm saying? There's no point to not doing it that way. So you already know how I'm coming at y'all. Okay, I got the coffee and I got chips ahoy because I don't got coffee sticks. Quack quack quack. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good though. I got the coffee. I hope everybody's doing good, doing great. I hope everybody's blessed. Most importantly, I hope everybody's loving Jesus and serving Jesus. Because that's important. You know what I'm saying? Those are the important things. So, we'll see where this podcast goes. The podcast is never planned out. So, we'll see where it goes. It's either going to be a prayer warriors episode or it's going to be just podcast episode. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll see which way we... We'll see what path we take today. But yeah, I hope everybody's doing good. It has been two days since we talked. It is currently Saturday, April 30th. My head is pounding. It is 4.10 in the afternoon. I got some good news. My wife has gotten a better job opportunity somewhere else. Making better money. And that's because of Jesus. So, thank you God for those for that and for that good news. Yeah, we've just been blessed, man. We really been trying to serve God hard and serve him with all our hearts and he's really been coming through for us you know so now that we got the new J-O-B hopefully we find a new home to move into better environment more room washer and dryer so if you guys can lift that up and pray for us and that'd be you know I really appreciate that and if you do thank you but yeah um, just thank you guys for Showing support, you know what I mean? Showing love. You know, I'm coming at you guys. I got the the scriptures and the coffee and the good vibes. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what do you see. One thing, like, about being so, like, trying to be consistent with the podcast is just, like, like, I feel like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I would get weird because I feel like I don't want to run out of stuff to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, if we were to upload, like, five days a week or even every day, right? Am I going to have stuff to talk about? You know what I'm saying? So, that's why I just I hope that God allows the conversation to go his way you know what I'm saying because if it's going his way then it's going the right way and just I gotta stop being so worried and so scared I was reading the Bible and it says you have little faith and I was like yo chill chill you know what I'm saying like relax yo, why are you coming at me like that but it's like it's for real it's crazy because I was reading how like he was walking on water and Peter was like yo let me come he's like let me walk on water he said he took a step and one he took like one step or a couple steps and then he's saying he seen the like the water right like the rage of the water or something like that like the winds and the the changes of water and it it, it was like a strong storm and he looked and he got scared and then he fell into the water and it's crazy because like that little piece we look at it and we're like yo that's crazy he could like he could have ran he could have walked all the way to jesus if he would have just paid attention right but that's like us you know what i'm saying he, he told them he's like you have little faith so he walked back to the boat they got on the boat 
and then he calmed the storms and he was like you have a little faith and he's like i don't know what he said exactly but he was basically just like yo you shouldn't have been paying attention to the the winds and the, the water change you know what i'm saying because it's supposed to be, you're supposed to keep your eyes on me and that's like us you know what i'm saying like god let's amazing things happen in our life we get to walk on water right but then when the tides start to get a little rough and when everything starts to pick up a little bit you know what i'm saying we start looking around instead of looking at jesus and then we fall into the water can't do that we cannot do that because maybe you know maybe looking around isn't what we think it is you know what i'm saying we're looking around to something not good for us or we're looking at things that aren't gonna help us prosper or help us stay faithful or help us be righteous or walk in our salvation you know what i'm saying and then we start walking the other direction but we're no longer walking on water we're swimming toward it and it's like why would you want to swim towards evil when you can walk on water to the beautiful you know what i'm saying so yeah that little piece is kind of crazy as i've always heard like yo god walked on water and i feel like i've heard peter like I heard him say like Peter try to walk on water but I never knew he, he he did it you know what I'm saying like he walked a couple steps but the only reason he didn't finish is because he took his eyes off God and he started paying attention to the like the strong changes that were coming right the strong winds and the strong storms that were coming that's that's what made him fall and that was where his little faith had came in his little faith in like yo i don't know if god's gonna be able to handle this you know what i'm saying i might have to turn my mic down give me a sec i think that's a little better yeah, but yeah but um yeah you just like it really comes down to like trying to figure out whatever storm is coming in our life right don't be of little faith have faith that god will carry us through because if we have faith that god will carry us through then we'll never fall right we'll never feel out of place or will never sink basically and that's very important for us we got to never sink that's how we build our faith right we build our faith by having prayer being in our word staying true to christ you know what i'm saying stay true to his teachings and to what he wants us to do in the new testament i've been reading the book of matthews be very beautiful very beautiful how he doesn't really want like, there's things from the Old Testament that were kind of like, what the heck? You know, like circumcision and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, whether you're a Jew, Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, all can follow Christ and make it to heaven. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with, like, the whole festival thing. Like, you don't have to fe celebrate festivals or new moons. All are welcomed into the kingdom of heaven, right? And back then you couldn't work on the Sabbath and you couldn't do this and you know what I'm saying? And then the Pharisees were trying to come at Jesus and be like, yo, why are your, why do your people like eat with unclean hands? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, would you not feed your people? That's basically what Jesus was like. He's like, he's like, they follow me and do hard work all day. He's like, I'm not worried about them not working. I'm not worried about them not cleaning their hands rather than them going hungry. You know what I'm saying? It's like a switch. There's a different switch. And I feel like back in the day, like in the 90s or something, that was kind of what it was, right? It was like, it was like breakfast, lunch, and dinner at certain times, right? But now it's, we're in the future, right? The future, quote-unquote future. 2022. 2022. Yeah, 2022. <laughs> and it's not breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the same times, right? Because it's not the same. 
it was different back then like women couldn't work or they only had certain jobs and they couldn't be the main provider it had to be the man right times have changed men get paid dirt and women could get paid way more than men so it makes more sense for a, a woman to to work right or a woman to your wife to to bring home a lot of bread right that's where things like change over time you know what i'm saying it's not that you're less than or you're not a good man because you're not providing because as long as you're staying productive in god's work and staying productive at home doing things you know what i'm saying not being a a lazy dude you know if you got kids you're taking care of the kids you're cleaning the house you're you know reading your bible teaching the kids about god or praying in front of your kids so they understand or praying for your kids so they understand it's about doing those things right those things that are worth more than money because you know my wife is basic she's the only provider like i don't get money for doing this right but i stay home i take care of the kids i clean the house i watch over um like the kids make sure they're good i and then I do my word. I get into my word. I read my Bible. I, I study. And then if I can, I try to bang out a podcast, right? I'm doing God's work. And I think by me doing that, God's not going to be mad at me because I'm not the provider, right? But I think he understands that I'm providing. Like, I'm getting more understanding. I'm getting more understanding for myself and for my family and for our faith, right? Teaching them and helping them. And I think he understands the difference between me being lazy and being at home and my wife working right than me working not making as much money and my wife like just staying home you know what i'm saying because my wife could do all those things but maybe like she could do what i'm doing right like we could have switch roles like different roles but it's not really her thing you know what i'm saying it's not like uh it's not that i have like a gift or anything it's just not her thing like she doesn't She's not going to do a podcast and, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's, she'll study and read the Bible and do stuff like that. But the whole podcasting, that's where it kind of gets different for her. Because everybody's, like, comfortability is different, right? And we have to adapt and change for Christ, of course. But maybe that's just not her calling. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about your gifts and your talents and your callings, right? Because God will expose them to you. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about whatever everybody else is doing. But allow God to show them and reveal them to you. And then you'll have the understanding. Like my calling. I've always been talking about Jesus. I remember when I was a kid. I went to this thing called the men's home. There's like. Basically it's where. These guys. Are trying to get their lives back on track. Right. Whether they were gang banging. They were doing drugs. They were. Um, out in the street. They didn't. Maybe they were just homeless. Right. They could come into the men's home. Have a place to stay. And everything would be free. Right. All they would have to do is go to church, worship God there, have time for God there. They would have jobs that they would have to go do, whether it was like working at the ballpark or stuff like that, right? So it helped equip these men into building characteristics and skills, right? And not a lot of them made it. Not a lot of them can say that they graduated. Some You could be there for a little bit. And you could be trying to like sneak drugs and they have to let you go. You can't stay. You know what I'm saying? Or you can't, if you're like, nah, I'm not going to church or I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that, right? It doesn't work like that. That's your form of payment. That your form of payment is serving God and serving the church and doing what the home asks of you. And that's how you, that's how you keep your keep, right? 
that's how you have your key. My stepdad is actually a graduate from the men's home. And I remember he was in the men's home when I first started going to church with my mom. He was there, and I was like, and I used to chop it up with him. I thought he was just some regular dude because he was like, I guess there's like different levels of the men's home, right? And he had been there for so long that he he graduated the men's home, and then he got to be a higher level of the men's home and still live there, right? He was greeting. He would be greeting people at church. And as soon as you walk through the doors, he'd be a greeter. Be like, what's up, guys? How you doing? God bless you. How you doing? You know, stuff like that. And I remember I walked in. I don't know when. I don't remember. The, I wonder if he remembers. I'm going to have to ask him. But I, I'm gonna, I don't remember the first day we met. I don't remember the time. I don't remember where we met. All I remember is I used to, he used to greet. And I used to kick it with him. and talk to him at, at the front door. I was like, what's up, brother Rudy? I was like, what's up, brother Rudy? You know, I used to just chop it up with him. He was cool. He was like the coolest dude I've ever met. And then I remember Super Bowl Sunday. The church had something. And he would play, like, he would throw the ball with us outside, like, he would have football. Like, we'd be playing football or something, and then we would go inside, and then everybody would watch the game, where you could go eat outside. You know, it was just like a little, it was like a, a fellowship, basically, for Super Bowl Sunday. And he was there, and he got to kick it with us, and, you know, do, like, we used to, you know, hang out and do whatever. But anyway, so he was part of the men's home, right? And I remember when I was a kid, somebody asked me, I remember who, or I asked somebody, yo, can I talk to the men? And he was like, yeah. They were like, yeah, heck yeah, you can talk to the men. And I talked to them for maybe f five, ten minutes. I really don't know. It could have been longer. And I was just this kid. I was this 12, 13-year-old kid, maybe 11. And I was like, I looked at these different men, not knowing what they've been through, what experiences they've had. Or what they're going through in that very moment. But all I knew is God loved them. And God had a word from me to them. And I don't remember the word. I don't remember how it went. The only three, like the only things I remember were telling them that don't allow the devil to bring condemnation upon you. Don't allow him to bring you down. And don't allow him to make you feel like I don't know like basically like you weren't you weren't forgiving and you weren't doing right and I remember telling them that every single day it's a fight and you got to decide whether you're going to get knocked out and stay down or you're going to get up and fight back and that's why I always say that because it's true and it's always stuck by me because it's true every day is a decision to either fight back and ask God for the strength to be able to throw punches at the enemy or to just want to sit there and get defeated to want to sit there and get beat up you know what I'm saying and that's where the calling comes in I've always liked podcasting I've always liked doing stuff like that right so it would make sense for me to want to be a podcaster talking about Jesus using a platform to talk about Jesus. A platform to glorify God. I was only 12, 13 years old talking to these men who were 30, 40, 20. And they looked at me and they didn't not pay attention to me because I was a kid. But they listened to me because it was God. Right? 
It wasn't me. It's not some kid. But it was God speaking through me and all glory to Him, right? Always. Always all glory to God. Because only through Christ does He give us those words. Does He give us the ability? Does He give us the opportunity? Does He give us everything that we need to help those around us, right? And it's the same every day that we walk. Every day that we breathe. We have the ability because of Christ to share His love, to share His peace, to share His kindness, to share His everything. Right? In the Bible it says... Let me see. Let me find it. Hold on. Give me a sec. My bad, y'all. I should have been prepared, but the only reason I'm never prepared is because I never know what I'm going to talk about. So don't take my, like, unpreparation as me, like, not caring. Just take it as, like, really just allowing God to speak. And, like, I've told you guys before, like, like I really just study not knowing when anything is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Or when anything's going to be said. So I can study, write my notes, do all the things that I do. But I'll really never know if I will even ever say them. I study because I love God. I'm not studying because I got, you know, I got something to preach. Like, I feel like I used to be like that. Like, I would study because I needed to get a word for the podcast. You know what I'm saying? But how's that studying for God? That's studying for a podcast. I'm not in school, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm a man who has a podcast, who does a podcast, and talks about Jesus, and if something pops up that I studied about, then I'm going to share it, you know what I'm saying? So, don't be upset if I'm never prepared. Maybe I'll be prepared, you know, sometimes, but usually... Like, 90% of the time, I probably won't be prepared. Just because, I don't know. Just because, like, I just let God lead the way. I'm not trying to have, like, something ready. Right? So here's what I was going to say. Matthew 5, 14 through 16, right? Check this out. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Right? When I was a kid, my good deed was talking about Jesus, right? Not knowing what I was getting myself into. But that was me answering the call from God. The Bible says many are chosen, but few answer that call. Right? And um, I didn't want to answer the call. I ran from the call all my life. And it's crazy because you never know when the switch turns. But it did. And one day I just didn't want to go to church. One day I didn't really care to read my Bible. One day I didn't really care to not be like, you know, a bad kid, basically. And there's no bad kids, right? Like, one thing we have to understand is there's no bad kids. There's good in everyone. But everybody makes bad decisions and some just keep making bad decisions. But God loves all of us the same. 
whether you make bad decisions every second or you never make bad decisions at all. God always loves us. Now he tells us to turn away from those bad decisions because they only lead to weeping and gnashing of teeth and burning in the lake of sulfur, right? And burning in the lake of fire. But that doesn't mean he doesn't love us. You never know who's around, right? You never know how what you're doing could affect somebody. So why not let your light shine? You know what I'm saying? How can we say we love God, but we don't act like it, right? How can we pray and ask God, God, please, yo, like, I need to get through this. Or please, God, I need to get a raise. Or please, God, like, I'm trying to talk to my mom about God, but she don't want to listen. Right? How can we do those things and ask for those things but we we'll never have our light on you know what I'm saying so right here it says if you were it says 15 through 14 or 15 or 14 through 16 Matthew 5 14 through 16 you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden you and I were different you and I, who believe in God, who trust in God, and who want to live for God, we're on top, right? There's no, how do I get to the top? We're already there. Because we choose to follow Christ and because we love God, we're already there. Don't allow who you used to be or those around you to make you feel less than. Just because you don't got a Gucci bag or just because you're not walking around in the newest shoes, the newest clothes, or the newest jeans, or you ain't always got a fresh cut, or you ain't, you know, spraying on some YSL or Versace cologne, or, or you know what I'm saying, or you ain't pulling out a, a Gucci backpack or a Gucci wallet, or you ain't got trillions in the bank account, that doesn't mean you're not on top. Because those people try to fill their, they try to build their top with things that will never truly bring them happiness, Right? You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Me and you, you and I, we are on the top of the hill. We've already got our victory through Christ, right? Now, it's hard to maintain our house on the hill. It's hard to pay that mortgage, right? Or pay that rent. Or pay our taxes on that every day. Because if we don't do the things that we need to do to maintain our hill, our house on the hill, then we'll lose it, right? So in order for us to keep it, we got to feed our spirit with good things. We got to do Christ-like deeds. We got to be more Christ-like around others. You are the light of the world, meaning that you and I have a different purpose, meaning that you don't listen to this just to listen. But you listen to this to make a difference around those around you. Whether it's sharing this, whether it's telling this, telling somebody what you heard about this, or whether it's you diving deeper into your word and sharing that with somebody else. Or just even the simple fact of being more kind to somebody and telling them, yo, God bless you. You know how you say, thank you? Somebody gives you something and be like, oh, thanks, God bless you. That's all you have to say for somebody to just think about God right 
Or if you give somebody to you and they say thank you and they're like, no worries, God bless you. Instead of saying you're welcome, say, hey, no worries, God bless you. That's all it takes for somebody to think about God for a quick second. Yo, they say, God bless you? What the heck? What does that mean? And they're either going to think about it and walk away. They're not going to think about it at all. Or they might even think about it and ask you something. But how is it wrong? How are you being rude? How are you not being good? It's as simple as saying, yo, God bless you. Or, hey, bro, Jesus loves you. You give some, you give something to somebody, be like, hey, no worries, Jesus loves you, bro. You give money to a homeless guy, hey, Jesus loves you. You know what I'm saying? Your light shines every day. Right? So it says, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Right? So we don't light our lamp and we hide it. That's not what God has called us to do. God didn't call us to, hey, let's make fire, but let's just keep fire in this little corner and leave everybody out. No. We have our lamp that has light. We must put our lamp on a stand to light the house. To keep your house lit so that when people see the house on top, they're going to go check out that house. You ever notice like when you're driving up a hill or driving up somewhere and you can see houses in the distance? You can see what houses are turned on, like what houses have light and which ones don't. Which house are you? When somebody walks by and you mean mugging everybody, is your light on? Or somebody acts rude to you and disrespects you in a mean way, how you respond is how you know if your light's on or off. Because electricity, that's man-made. A light bulb, that's man-made. Right? But light is only provided through God. Light is only lit because of God. Right? He's the one who keeps the electricity on. He's the one who keeps the light bulb lit and not burnt out. Right? So the more we have Christ and the more we fill ourselves up with His love, with His light, then that's how we can become a light for others. That's how we shine His light. Because at the end of the day, it's not our light, but God's light. You know what I'm saying? It's for us to be God's people. It's by doing God things, right? Staying in our word. Fasting. Praying. Being Christ-like. But in order to be Christ-like, your light has to be on. And the only person who provides that electricity, the only person who keeps that light bulb lit, the only person who gives you the lamp in the first place is God. So if he's not the center of our life, how can our light be on? How can our lamp be lit? Verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Right there is easy. Easy money. It says... It, that, like, it says, the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It ain't us, you and I, right? We ain't nothing to do, this ain't, like, this podcast right here, this ain't nothing to do with me. This is God's light, right? All glory to God, 24-7, 365, every second of the day. It's God's light. 
Me, I'm God's light. When I walk out that door, that's my opportunity to let God's light shine, right? Everything that somebody sees us do, everything that somebody wants us to see or like want us to act, you know what I'm saying? It has to be acting out of God. It has to be acting out of Christ. Because if our light is not shining and we don't turn our light on, then who's who's going to be lit around us? You have 10 people in a room. Maybe, maybe two people like actually serve God. But out of those one or two people, maybe one of them will say something about God. You know what I'm saying? Why not you be that one? Why not you be the one who lights up that room? Why not you be that one who turns the other nine to God, right? And it's not you, but it's Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like, allowing Christ to use you. Walking with no shame, right? Adam and Eve, they were, they were booty naked, right? In the, in the garden. And they loved God so much and they were so focused on God that they didn't realize they were, they were naked, right? But then once they start eating from that tree... It's like, yo, whoa, hey, my crack's out. Or, hey, I got to put some clothes on. But that's only because of the evil, right? The evil that's in this world is enticing. And it's like, yo, come here. Hey, come check this out. Hey, look at this. Hey, smoke that. Hey, drink that. Hey, come do this. Hey, look at this. You know what I'm saying? It tries to entice you and pull you away, right? And you know what it's doing? It's turning off your light. Every time you go around, you're turning your light off. Every time you leave your house, you're turning your light off. You know what I'm saying? Like when you got Christmas lights. I'll use that example, actually. Because that one kind of doesn't make any sense. I'll use the Christmas lights, right? If you got Christmas lights up, everybody from all over the, the neighborhood is going to want to see what's popping at your house. You got Chris, You got Santa Claus in the front yard. You got Rudolph on the roof. You know what I'm saying? You got two trees with... Filled with lights, you got all the lights and they're blinking, flashing, happy holidays or Merry Christmas or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's going to run to those lights. But the guy that got no lights up, right? Nobody's going to go check out his crib. His crib is just going to be the house that they passed or the house that's the next door neighbor of the guy with a bunch of lights. You know what I'm saying? That guy just got his house lights on inside. You know what I'm saying? Don't be the guy who doesn't have his lights lit up. Don't be the guy with lights on the outside but not turning them on. You know what I'm saying? Because you can either be the guy that has lights and turns them on for people to be attracted to. Or you could be the guy that has lights but doesn't turn them on and then everybody's just passing you by. Every time you walk to go to the store to do whatever being polite you know walking with good faith walking with clear eyes and a clear mind not lusting or looking not getting angry at or getting mad at people not mean mugging everybody or walking with the chip on your shoulder you walking like that is always turning your lights on as little as you doing that is turning your lights on if you have a conversation with somebody, 
trying to slip, like if you try to slip God in there, that's turning your light on. But if you're the guy that's not really doing much, but just walking, going to the store, staying, you know, mean mugging or having a chip on his shoulder or has a conversation, kind of just blows the dude off. Dude, you have lights, but they're not on. You're on the hill, but nobody could see your house. You know what I'm saying? We start to fall off that hill. And our foundation starts to go. And then we're slipping and sliding. And then we're on the other side trying to pull the freaking house back up. It's harder to maintain the house. It's easier to get... It's easier to to accept God in your life and and follow Christ, right? But it's harder to keep doing it for the rest of your life. It's harder to say no to the things of the world... Than it is to say yes to Satan. You guys ever heard like. If you work hard for something. Then the reward that you get. Or whatever you're working hard for. Will be that much more sweeter. Right. It's the same thing with God. Anybody could go sell drugs. Realistically. Anybody could go sell dope. Anybody could go. You know. Drink. Get drunk every day. Everybody could go have a million freaking wives. Everybody could go. Have everybody could go steal, everybody could go kill people. It's really that easy. You ever wonder? I- I'm weird, so I-, I thought about it before, right? I'm like, yo, if I kill somebody, I feel like I could get away with it. I feel like only idiots get caught, right? But because you think it's so easy, and because it seems so easy, it might be easy, but if something's easy, that doesn't mean it's good for you, right? Working for and striving for things that are great that's what's good for you working for Christ striving for his righteousness striving for that salvation striving for his strength and his defense wanting him to fill you up with the water well of salvation every day wanting to take a drink wanting to tell homie about Jesus and tell him that Jesus loves him that's harder ain't that weird there's, there's so much like, um, sorry, I don't know why I'm just breathing. I'm breathing really fast right now and I don't know why. You ever wonder like, like why, why when you're a kid or even now, like as an adult, like sometimes you kind of get scared talking about Jesus, you know, like you're not ashamed of him, but you're kind of ashamed of him or you're not ashamed of him, but you kind of don't really want to say anything about him because you don't want to be that guy. That's always talking about Jesus, right? Or that guy that's praying for his food in public and feeling like everybody's judgmental eyes on you, right? But why not be that guy? Why not want to be that guy or be that person, right? Why are we so, like, ashamed? Well, we're ashamed because it's we're doing something good for our lives, right? We're ashamed because it's harder... To tell our friends about God. It's harder to tell those around us about God. Or to pray aloud about God. In a public place. For our food. Than it is. To just eat. Or than it is to talk about something else. It's a choice right. If you're engaging in a conversation that really has. Is like meaningless or. Going nowhere. The only way you can make your light shine. Is by talking about God. 
or trying to say yeah man and then it was crazy because i could really feel like i started getting more into god and he just really been changing my life he's been helping me out and and then we'll see where it goes right because if they're like oh yeah that's cool bro like you know what i'm saying they cut you short just like yeah i'm not trying to hear it right now but the fact that you told them something is like making god happy right or if you're praying in public for your food and you're not like in the bible it says don't pray like the pharisees and the and the chief priests because they just pray to glow but if you're just praying with your family about for your food and you're just yo thank you god for this food i pray god that it would be bomb diggity and you know what i'm saying like if you pray in public that's opportunity for people to ask yo what are they doing and you never know somebody might be like yo what are you guys doing right now or wow you guys you guys believe in god that's awesome you know what i'm saying it allows people to look at you different but we are the light of the world so we're supposed to be looked at different we're not supposed to be blending in with everybody else because everybody else don't got a light or they got a light but it ain't turned on that's why it says we are the light of the world and our houses are on a hill you cannot hide a house on a hill but the only way for it to be hidden is if it's not lit up but in the bible it tells us to keep our light lit up and to do good deeds right so it says in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven don't don't take responsibility for that that wasn't me you know what i'm saying i'm not praying so y'all can be like yo you guys are so good at praying i'm like nah like i'm just praying because i love god and i'm here to just thank you for this meal i'm about to tear up right now you know what i'm saying or when you're talking about god be like yeah, God really, you know, he gave me the strength to just do everything right because I just got it like that. I'm like John Cena. I can lift a million pounds, right? But that's not who we are. That's not who we're supposed to be because then we start turning into the Pharisees and we start turning into the chief priests who are hypocrites on the inside, right? Who tell people no, 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 but in their hearts, for them, it's yes, yes, yes. We can't be hypocrites, right? We got to do things, do our deeds to glorify Him. So that when people look at us, they see Him. Not when people look at Noah Enriquez and they think Noah Enriquez. Right? When they see the Imperfect Man podcast, I want them to think about God, not Noah Enriquez. You know what I'm saying? We got to do everything with our hearts for God. To keep him the center of attention, right? To keep him the person that is glorified always. Every good deed, every opportunity to shine is for him to shine, not us. Right? Be humble. Take responsibility and be humble. Have love in your heart, but be humble. There's always an opportunity for growth. Right? God will never let us God will never lead us astray and he'll never let us be stood still as long as we're chasing after him because if you think about it if we're chasing after him we're always on the move right if we're following in his footsteps he ain't going to lead us anywhere bad but it's only when we start to be like Peter and look at the the storms and be like yo Yo, yo, Jesus, yo, 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 hurry up, let me get to you, let me get to you, let me get to you. But it's like, he says, you of little faith. 
Hey, you of little faith, what are you doing? Yo, dog, don't pay attention to the storm. Look at me. That's what he tells him. He says, look at me. Keep your eyes on me. But once you start paying attention to the storm and pay attention to the water that's coming, then that's when you start to not. That's not. That's when you start to not walk on water. That's when you start to sink. Then you're like, dang man, I could. I was about to do it. I was. Hey, hey Joseph. Hey, did you see me, dog? I was about to do it. I was about to walk on water. But you have little faith. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Don't worry about the outside noise, right? If somebody in your family's sick, or somebody in your family's, you know. Getting ready to go. You have little faith. Don't worry about what's going on with them. Because in the Bible, I just read this. It says, don't worry about what you wear or what you put in your bodies or what you have around your neck or in your ears. Or Don't worry about none of that. Because in our minds, yo, we think if we if we eat healthy, yo, oh, I'm going to live a long life. If I eat healthy... I'ma last till I'ma be 165,000, right? I'ma go vegan, or I'ma be a vegetarian, or I'm gonna not eat proteins, or not eat uh, red meat, or just eat red meat, or do this and do that, or I'm gonna shake. I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? And the Bible says, don't worry about that, because no matter what you do, your time's ticking, homie. No matter what you do, you can't change. You can't change God's mind. He already knows what he's going to do. You know what I'm saying? I could eat freaking Wendy's every day. And if he wanted to, he could let me be 100. You know what I'm saying? Nothing that we have on earth will change and affect our future. Nothing. No matter what a doctor tells you. No matter what a friend tells you. No matter even what a priest or a pastor tells you. The only person that determines what's happening is God. He says, don't worry about tomorrow's troubles because today's has enough trouble of his own. Right? Don't worry about tomorrow's troubles because today has enough troubles of its own. Don't worry about what you're rocking. Don't worry if you got the new J's on or if you got the Versace cologne or if you got the Gucci backpack or... If you got the Michael Kors bell, you know what I'm saying? Or you got that VVS's in your ears. None of that matters, bro. It don't matter if you're vegan, vegetarian, or keto. None of that stuff matters. That's not going to change whether you live longer or not. That's not going to change whether people think you're the light or the dark or not. You know what I'm saying? All that matters is if our light's on. All that matters is if our light's shining for God. That's the only thing that matters. And the sooner we figure that out, the better, right? The sooner we figure it out, the more our light could be on. And that's what we forget. We forget, like, it ain't about these worldly things, yo. It ain't about pulling up in the new car. It ain't about living in the biggest crib. It ain't about having the most expensive groceries or having the most expensive shoes or being on the most expensive diet or doing this and doing that. Because none of that matters. The only thing that matters is turning that light on. The only thing that matters is being the light 
in the darkness, right? So as you turn your light on in the stand to light up the house, to light up the darkness around you. So when the world, you got a hundred people, right? Fifty of those people have lights on, but only fifteen of those people are willing to turn their light on. That's a lot of people out of that hundred that you got to light up. And not everybody's going to come toward the light. And not everybody's going to turn their light back on. Only through Christ do we be that light. Only through Christ does he send the electricity and keep the bulb not burnt out. Right? Only through Christ do we have that lamp to begin with. Only through Christ can we breathe that fresh air. You feel me? That's just what it is. Let your light shine. Always. Let your light shine. Let your light be of God and give Him all the glory, right? Lord God, thank you for bringing us here today, Father God. We just thank you, Father God. We exalt you and we keep you the center of our life, Jesus. We pray, Father God, that you would be the center of our life, that you would be the center of attention. And we pray, Father God, that our light would be lit for you, right? We pray, Father God, that you would just continue to strengthen us, Father God, each and every single day to turn that light on and to be the light of the world that you have called us to be. We pray, Father God, that we would maintain our house on the hill. We pray, Father God, for us to not take gloat or to have self-glory, Father God, but everything that we do, every deed that we do, or every word that comes out of our mouth would be to glorify your name, Father God. We pray that you would just fill us up today. Anybody and everybody who listens to this, or anybody and everybody who even thinks about you, Father God, fill them up with your love. Fill them up with your peace. Fill them up with your joy. We thank you, Father God, for bringing us here today. We thank you, Father God, for allowing those who are listening to listen, and allowing those who share to share, and allowing those who care to care, Father. We ask that you would just be the center of our life, Father. That you would be the light in us. That we, that you would allow the electricity to flow through us, Father God. That you would allow the bulb to never burn out. And that you would allow your light to shine. Whether it's our friends, our family, our significant others, or just somebody that we come into contact with on a daily basis, or even just on a random basis. We pray, Father God, that every interaction we have with anybody, your light would shine. That we would not carry bitterness, anger, frustration, or anything, Father God, that is not of you with us. But that we would have a clear head, a clear mind. That we would be able to breathe, Father God, knowing that you give us fresh air. We just thank you, God, for being glorious. We thank you, God, for being the center of attention. And we pray, Father God, that you would forgive us for all of our sins. That you would wipe our slate clean, Father God, and allow us to chase and run after you. We pray, Father God, that your light would always shine in us. That we would not be like the man who has lights up but doesn't turn them on. But like the man who has lights up and continuously turns them on every day. We pray, Father God, for you to be the center of attention. We pray, Father God, for you to be the center in our hearts, center in our minds, center in our bodies, our souls, and our spirits, Father. We ask that you would fill us up right now, Father God, with your light. That you would allow that electricity to flow, that bulb to never burn out. And that you would allow us to just be in love with you, Father God. 
Allow us to be in love with you so we can love the world, Father. We pray for your people from the east to the west, from the north to the south, Father God, in every country, every state, every county, every nation, Father God, every part of the globe, Father, we ask that you would fill us up with your love. Fill us up with your peace, Father God. Fill us up with your your love and your salvation, your righteousness, Father God. We pray that we put on the, the armor, Father God, of you. That we would fight every battle, Father God, with you on our side. Every battle knowing that it's that it's already won. We claim victory in the name of Jesus, Father God. We claim victory. We pray, God, that you would just be with us every step of the way, that we would listen to you, Father God, that you would guide us, and that we would not pay attention to the storms, the rumbling, or everything on the sides of us, Father God, but just to focus on you, Father God. We pray, Father God, that if we stay focused on you, that we'll be able to walk on water. We pray, Father God, that if we stay focused on you, we won't sink and drown. We pray, Father God, that if we stay focused on you, that we will not have little faith. But I pray that we carry faith, Father God, that we carry your love, we carry your peace, Father God, and we expose that to every single person that we come into contact with. Thank you, Master. We praise you, Master. We give you glory, Master. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the God of gods. Thank you, Master. Not only for being glorious, Master, but for always letting us take a breath, for always letting us take a step, always letting us see always letting us move. Thank you, Master. You are glorious. Every step of the way, Father God, you are glorious. I pray, Father God, for every single person that listens, I pray, Father God, that they would listen, they would have understanding, and that they would apply it to their life, and that they would use it. All glory to you, Master. None to me. This is your podcast. This is your voice. These are your words. And I pray, Father God, that they would just reach souls beyond anybody's belief. Anybody who hears this would reach a friend who reaches a friend who reaches a friend who reaches a friend, Father. Anybody who sees this, sees it, and shows it to a, mo- a mother, a father, a brother, or a sister, a cousin, an auntie, an uncle, a tia, a tio, a nana, a tata, a grandma, a grandpa, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you would be the center of our lives, that we would keep you the center, and that you would always be the center. We praise you, Father God. We give you all the all the honor, all the glory, Father God. And we pray, Father God, that you would fill us up with your honor, that you would fill us up with your glory, Father God, and allow our lights to always shine, Father, for you and your good name. All glory to you, Christ. We just thank you, Father God. We love you, and we say everything in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, y'all. That was the podcast. It was crazy. It was wild. And that's what it was. Thanks for checking out the podcast. You guys already know how it be. Um, Consistency is key. Always remember that. The more you're consistent in God, the more consistent He'll show up in your life. Right? Keep those lights lit. And um, that's it. You know how it goes. I ain't tired of you, but you guys are tired of me. Peace.